right, here we are, back live at the barbershop. I am your host, Mark Gray, joined by my brother, my co, my uh, what we call it, my co-host. How you doing today, Demar Johnson? Doing good, man. What's going on? Not too much. It's an ugly day over here, actually. It's raining and uh, and cold. What you got over there in Cincinnati? Um, seventy, sunny. Damn, that's not what's up. And then the man behind the scenes, A1. Thank you for joining us again, A1. Anytime. My pleasure. Always glad to be here. Sunny and 70 in Cincinnati? You got yeah. better weather than us, man. Yeah, our weather's been kind of consistent with, with the weather back home every time I look at it. Yeah, man. We're in the 50s and raining over here. It's pretty It's pretty ugly. Um, This weekend. Like 85 tomorrow. Yeah, I think we're supposed to be up in the 90s somehow this weekend. You know how the weather goes around here. 51 day, 90 the next. Matter of fact, it's 77 right now, to be exact, but I ain't rubbing it too much. Go ahead. <laughs> it's definitely not that. <laughs> it's get, it's catch a cold weather over here, big time, big time. Uh, this weekend, you guys have a big event uh, where you're the big three. What you guys got going on this weekend for your for your tournament, for your um, league? We, we all out in Vegas this weekend for the combine where um, the guys, they basically go through workouts and um, one-on-ones and drills and three-on-threes, so... All the captains could draft the, the rest of their team. So for the, the draft for the players who are trying to get on these teams. So you, as being a captain, already on a team. Like, are you actually going to be like in GM mode this time? Yeah, that's exactly what we'll be in um, GM mode. And and some is unfortunate. Some guys, it's not going to be there. So I think we got to look at videos that they were supposed to submit because um, they couldn't be at the combine, but. I'll be in GMO. That's a new. That's a whole new uh, area of expertise for you. Are you kind of excited about that? That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I am. It, it is kind of cool. I mean, no pressure having to go out there and work my butt off to get drafted. Now I'm on the other side where I'm, you know, I'm already, I'm already locked in. So I'm looking at guys, you know, guys who I probably used to back up before or right. play. And now, you know, I'm looking at them to, you know. Try to draft them. Guys been calling me. Um, uh huh. That that's what I was about to get into. So how does oh, yeah. that work then? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Why can I get on the team? I've known you for we're good friends. I mean, I, exactly. How's that going to start working when you have to decide between you know this ex teammate and that ex teammate and this teammate from college and this teammate from the NBA and this buddy? How does that work? Well, it's going to be tough, but it's not all in my hands. You know, Allen, Allen. You know, obviously going to have you know final say. Um, but I, I do think he kind of depends on me to, to to do a lot too to kind of you know figure it out because I'm probably more in touch with it than than he is. Um, so that's going to be tough. But I just tell guys, man, you just got to go out there and, and kill it. You know, just prove that that you're in shape and because we, we we do want to win. Is the is the um is the format going to be? Is it up to a certain score or is it going to yeah. be timed? Both. It's um the first to sixty points or. 30 minutes and either whichever's first. So you get 30 points is halftime. It's 15 minutes before you get that is halftime. Is, is three on three something that you guys at the NBA level play in practice? So, I mean, like how often do you play three on three basketball? Is that a normal thing? Uh, guys play three on three more than you would think. Um, especially when you got a veteran team, when you got, you know, especially your back to backs and games where you got, Weeks we have a lot of games. You have your, your your starting five and your guys that play a lot of minutes. Them guys probably won't do much in practice. So, you know, the guys who who don't play that much that many minutes, 
those guys, those guys, you know, they go down to that end and they play three on three or two on two. But it's, it's mostly three on three. Okay. And is it like, is there a dream? I know, I know that you guys play two, uh, one on one a little different in terms of the dribble limits and whatever not, but is it unlimited dribbles and take it back and all that stuff? Um, it depends. Sometimes you just play, you know, just to, just to do something. So, you know, you're not sitting around, you're not playing the game, man, in practice, you're not doing nothing. So, um, it's, it's not like, it's not like, like this league that we're playing in. This more, this is more structure. Okay. We play in practice. We just really out there just playing. Okay. Well, look forward. It should be fun. Um, I'll actually be out there, meet you out there in Vegas to, uh, you know, get a, catch an eye and stay in and just watch and see, uh, I'm excited about it just to see, you know, the basketball, see how, you know, something unfolded and it might be something big and we'll see. It's something different. Um, I do know that for the past two years, I, you know, you, we did the, um, the, the tournament, which was a lot of fun. So, uh, way more fun than I ever would have thought, you know, something like that would have been. So maybe this will be, you know, just as good, a pleasure, just as, uh, exciting. Right. And, and this is great. I mean, I'm sad about that part, you know, cause the TBT, has been great, you know, the last two years. And even though we've come up short in the final four and we, we you know, we did as a team, we you know, all of us, all, of, all the players of the team has become real close. We wanted to, you know, finally, you know, we wanted to win, you know, these tournaments so we keep, you know, losing to the same team. And this year, you know, you know, this stuff's coming up, so I won't be able to participate in that. But I'm um, still wishing my guys at TBT, you know, good luck. Yeah, I'm still planning on catching one of those uh weekends up there, especially if Hawk decides to play. I will definitely go up there and catch them uh playing. As we get into um well first off, let's go ahead and take this time to talk about our sponsor, SNL Heating, as the time of the year we're at spring now where you've got to start switching over to air conditioning. So if you need your air conditioning unit serviced, you might even need a new one, make sure you check out our guys at SNL Heating and Air Conditioning. The um website is right there. On the Facebook page, make sure you click on the Facebook page, SNL Heating, and like, and they got the phone number and all the contact information. So make sure if you guys have any heating and air conditioning needs, make sure you check out SNL Heating. One quick football story that we've been waiting on for seems like forever now. Adrian Peterson has finally found a home in the place that I don't think anybody would have guessed, or none of us at least, on the Saints. And I don't even know the last time we really saw Drew Brees with a legit running back uh uh you know they had reggie bush and they pretty much had like a committee sort of thing and scat backs with uh, the darren sproles type but now he has a power running game what do you make of adrian peterson going to the saints kind of surprising um and, and interesting i didn't i didn't think he would end up a place like that um especially i think i think if i'm not you know wrong here i think mark ingram actually had a decent year last year I feel like for the while, like just from a fantasy standpoint, I feel like a Saints running back is always, you know, one of them is productive. You just never know which one it is going to be. You know, I think it was Ingram for one year, um, which they actually drafted high. And, you know, they keep having, I can't remember, the names are all slipping me, but as fantasy owners, we all know the one thing you try to avoid is the Saints running back because you never know which one it's going to be. Um, but go ahead. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm really surprised he went there. Very happy. Very happy he didn't choose the Patriots. I know that would have not been good, right? Off, yeah, <laughs> that would have pissed me off. There, I ain't gonna lie. Um, <laughs> I think that would have pissed off the league. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I mean, I thought you know my Giants had a chance at him, which I would absolutely loved. Go ahead. What were the names? A one, A one actually did something today, DJ. He had the names. What were the names? Uh, it was Ingram for a while. Um, 
Pierre, Tom- Pierre, Pierre Thomas, Thomas was right. in there for a minute. Uh, Darren Sproles, like you said. Darren Sproles. Uh, Chris Hightower. Ivory. Chris Ivory. You said Hightower? Was Hightower there? Uh, Hightower's been everywhere. Yeah, he's been not in, not in any substantial role. Okay. Um, Reggie Bush, Chris, Mc- Chris McAllister, Deuce McAllister. Deuce McAllister was the last one. Okay, yeah. I'll go with Deuce McAllister as the last one. Deuce McAllister was a beast. I was a huge Deuce McAllister fan. Yeah, yeah, me too. That was a long time ago, though. Yeah, it was. What do you What are you going to set your over and under for Adrian Peterson? I'll set it at, what do you say, 1,200 yards? You think he gets 1,200 yards? I wouldn't. I, 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 would, I would think that's a that's a good year for him to get 1,200. Okay. Am I? I think he he probably is looking more you know, towards fifteen. Yeah, I, I I'd imagine if we were to ask him, he'd be thinking two thousand is well within reach. <laughs> that would be that would be my guess. Um, but you know, your quarterback throws fifty times a game. Yeah, see, that's going to be interesting though, because that's the one thing is that that they do do and that he doesn't do. You know, is that he's not a passing down back, and they you you start to become one dimensional and sort of that if AP's in the game, it's going to be a running play. And, you know, they, so you, you're going to be interested to see how that goes. My guess is you're going to see a lot less of AP than what we're used to seeing just because they do. I mean, they spend a large percent of the game five wide. But it, it can, it can go both ways. Maybe they could be looking at it as, okay, we'll, we'll do less of AP or Drew's getting old. We might yeah. even do less of Drew. I, I, you might, the thing is, I think what the problem has been for the Saints for, uh, you know, five plus years now is that they can't keep a lead. So I guess is that maybe now with a running game and he can eat up some clock, then yeah. we're not involved in so many of these shootouts where we score 30 and they score 40. Right. You know, so maybe this is a move to keep the defense off the field. And, you know, maybe so Drew isn't throwing the ball 50 times a game, which he's been doing, like you said, for a while now. I would imagine that's exactly what was on their mind. I just I really have big questions. I'm not going to lie about if he can stay healthy. That's, that's, that's my main concern. I, I don't have any doubt that if AP is healthy, I think he's still every bit of a dominant runner. I mean, right. he's just, he's a bull. I mean, he's, he, he literally is. We've seen him in person. He's built different than anybody else we've seen. And I mean, he runs harder. He works harder. So, I mean, I, I don't think any of that changes. And I know he has something to prove. You just got to wonder, you know, Father Time is undefeated. And you yeah, just wonder about those injuries. A part of him staying healthy is probably them. Not giving him the ball twenty five times a game and could be a part of the decision he made to go there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did they say any numbers? A one? Did they, did they say contract numbers? Or what? I heard two years, seven million. Three and a half, huh? Okay. Wow. I, I, I mean, that, that number has come down drastically from what I know he was looking for at the beginning. But I, I mean, I think all along that's what it was. You know, it was just that he was looking for some big, big payday money, and you know, I'm, I'm not sure everybody was really lining up to give that to a. A, a quarterback north of of thirty. Yes, yes man. But once you get once you get older, it, it changes. You know what I'm saying? It, it it humbles you fast. I remember overseas. I'm I'm turning down the biggest numbers, which I think is an insult. A few years later, man, I'm never <laughs> drop so fast. Right. You, oh yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's funny that you said I'm turning down numbers that you'd be like. So you think we can still get that deal? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Not, yeah. No, <laughs> exactly that. Yeah, no, nah, I'm sure that's how it happens. So, I mean, he, I'm sure he, I bet you he thinks that three million is an insult. So he might just be running out there even harder. You yeah. know, now looking right. for something to prove. He's got a lot of incentives. It says incentives could take him up to fifteen point two five a year or over two. Um, did you hear that, DJ? Yeah, I heard it. Incentives could take it up to over fifteen. I believe that. I wonder what those incentives are, or how yeah. high they are. I should say. Yeah. Hmm. 
That should be interesting. Then he definitely know he's gonna be running harder if, if he can get up to his <laughs> highest fifteen. I'm yeah. guessing it's over two years, fifteen over two years. Uh, that means he can tell, he can essentially double his his contract by yeah. uh by having a productive uh season. Yeah. All right, that's cool. Um, let's get into these NBA playoffs. It's been I love like I love the first round of the playoffs. The the fact that you get three games every single night, and you know normally some good matchups, but this is definitely like my favorite month of the year. Is is the NBA the first round of the NBA playoffs? Um, one, two series are already over. Both the one seeds took care of their, um, other business. We can go around series to series. Well, uh, well oh yeah, you're right. I, excuse me. I stand corrected. That's right. The ball, let's start there then. Boston was actually the one seed. I was just so used to Cleveland being the one seed in LeBron, right. but you know what? Right. Actually, Boston was the one seed and me and you have both been Rondo fans and we were probably two of the last standing Rondo fans mm-hmm. and boys, he's showing his worth, right? Yeah, he is. He definitely is. Them losing the, the, the two games at home really, you know, shows his worth. And from a guy who they actually benched this year, you know. Yeah, that that I would still love to know what you know how they thought that that was productive. But the Bulls throughout the season, you know, at the beginning of the season we thought it might work. Halfway through the season we're like, this is a disaster. The last quarter of the season when they insert Rondo back in, uh, Jimmy Butler starts looking like himself again. Dwayne Wade, we already know that if things are going well, Dwayne Wade is interested. And when they're not going well, Dwayne Wade, not so much interested. And it all started coming together for them at the end of the year. And going into this series, I myself and a lot of people saw uh, the Bulls as a liable chance to upset the um, the Celtics. And after the first two games, Rondo was back to looking like, you know, the floor general we had seen. I mean, posting, you know, triple-double type numbers. 14 assists. I mean, playing defense. He was, you know, making tough, making things tough for, for Isaiah Thomas and all of that. And then we, we come out and we find out he had a broke, what did he break his finger? A thumb, yeah. Broke a thumb. And I don't even think the Bulls have led since. I don't think they've led a game. They, 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 they came back last game and went up and then, you know, they, it went right away. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I mean, but guys like Rondo and Wade, Guys who got rings, you know, older in their career, they just really try to, you know, save their bodies for the playoffs. And that's 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 what it was looking like the first two games. And what what was Cleveland's record against them this year? Did Cleveland beat them this year? Did Cleveland beat the Bulls? Yeah. Um, a one can pull that up. A one pull that up. Um, I I, I think that I I want to say if they played four times, I want to say it was like three and one going towards um the Bulls. Chicago. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking too. It, it, but, it just, um, go ahead. They was they they was looking like a real dangerous team, um, you know, for for the, for the Bulls to face because they do got pieces over there. It's just I, I think uh, as for for a team to win, I believe the guys gotta gotta get along. When and when you got Rondo and and Jimmy and Wade, your best three players, all fighting with each other, it's kind of it's kind of gonna be tough on the whole team because they see that. And those are leaders they're supposed to look up to. And these dudes, you know, put in a locker room in different sides. It's going to mess up the whole team chemistry. I must say, I'm a little surprised that they, after we saw the turmoil, I was surprised that they pulled it back together. You know, because over the last... and traded or something. You thought somebody was going to get traded? Yes. Over the last two or three times, like, this isn't new for Rondo. The the, the Mm -hmm. drama, the... And it normally ends with, when we saw the benching, 
you know, part of me was like, well, that might just be the end of it. You know, this might be the Rondo's fourth team in four years that he finds yeah. himself traded to. And especially when it looked like Dwayne Wade's comments, we all agreed was sounded real personal stabs mm-hmm. at Rondo and is like, uh oh, uh oh, you know, this, this, this one doesn't look like it's going to end good. And somehow it seemed like, I must say, Rondo seemed proved to me appeared to be the bigger professional throughout this whole thing. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, he took I mean, his benching like a man and, go ahead. Huh? I said he took his benching like a man, didn't complain, yeah. Yeah. stayed yeah. supportive of, of, of the young guys and mm-hmm. never complained. Go ahead. He did. He did. I agree. I mean, I've, I've only heard the rumors of Rondo being like uncoachable and stuff like that, but I, I mean, I, I've never seen it. I've never been on the team with him, but I, I, I've never seen it. Um, I, when I was watching the game, they were saying that, um, Dwayne Wade was praising Rondo and saying that he knows everything. And everything that I've heard about Rondo supports the story here. Dwayne Wade says that we go to him for film. He watches, he said he's a, he's a film rat. He said he watches film all the time. He knows all the plays. He knows where everybody's supposed to be. And what it kind of seems like is that Rondo's greatest strength is also his weakness in that, you know, when you know, every, he thinks he knows everything. So if you don't know what you're talking about, Rondo's not the one who's going to sit there and just not say anything. He'll be like, no, head coach, that's wrong. You know what I mean? And I guess that that rubs people the wrong way. Right. And right. It, it becomes kind of, it's a double-sided coin in that I guess, yes, you are, your job is to respect your boss or your coach. But, you know, if you put in the work, it's one thing if you're saying this guy is lazy and he just wants to do his own thing. But, you know, if a guy watches film and he and he knows what he's talking about, it's kind of hard for really faulting him for, you know, standing what standing up for what he believes is right basketball-wise. But there's a way to do it. You can correct your coach. Guys mm-hmm. do it all the time. Coaches even, you know, ask guys for their input on, on certain things. It's just the way you go about it. Yeah. No, I, I'm willing to bet, again, this just speculation that I'd imagine he might be one of the tougher ones to deal with. But you're absolutely right. There are ways to do it. And then there's ways to where it become a distraction. You know what I mean? Because you start undermining, I guess you would say, would be the word, the coach. And that seems to be what's happened. You can see why a relationship with him and George Carl wasn't work. Yeah. You know what I mean? From what you told us about George Carl and what we know about Rondo, that Absolutely. that had disaster written all over it. Absolutely. Can Here was what I was thinking after the first two games, and what I was saying is that the big story that everybody was making was about Isaiah Thomas' sister, which is a tragedy, and, you know, Respect, you know, rest in peace to her and all of that. But I really thought after watching these two, those first two games, uh, you know, my hope was is that I hope they don't make this about Isaiah Thomas' sister because the Bulls are about to run these guys right out the right out the gym. Yeah. And then that Rondo's thing changed, and they look like a completely different team. And while I, while I expect Boston to advance now, I'm not so high on Boston as I was going into the series. And I, and I do think that with Rondo, the Bulls are a better team than the Celtics. Yeah, me too. Me too. And, I mean, I, I didn't think Boston had a chance at Cleveland anyway. I was telling Coach Lou this uh, when I seen him. I was like, I mean, that that, that game, them going into Boston, and Boston really needed that game, and they blew Boston off the, off yeah. the floor. That was that was a big statement. Um, and I didn't feel like really, really Boston could beat them. I think Toronto, maybe the Wizards had the best chance, and a healthy Chicago. Now that I start to see it together, because that Chicago team, you know, playoff basketball, what and like I was always used to tell A one was 
you know, like when the years when the Hawks were winning 60-something games. And there's always this one random team that comes out of nowhere that just wins a ridiculous amount of games. Nobody, It caught everybody a surprise. But playoff basketball, when it's, you know, seven games and, you know, hey, we're playing these exact same guys and you make this adjustment, we're going to make that adjustment. You cannot, for all that, that Boston have, which is great, you know, Isaiah Thomas is having a remarkable season, Horford, this guy, Brad Stevenson, it all sounds nice. But you cannot, you can't, you can't just substitute with the fact that Dwayne Wade and Rondo are champions. Right. Jimmy Butler is not a champion, but he's playoff tested. Yeah. You know, and he's played in conference championships and he's, he's been a part of, of big games. And I think they were saying that, um, uh, Dwayne Wade himself had more playoff games than the entire Boston Celtics team combined. Yeah. And, and, and I felt like what we were seeing is, is that one was a playoff team and one was a regular season team. What's surprising to me in, the, in, the, in this series is how did Michael Carter Williams find himself on the bench and not being able to play? This is a kid who I thought was really going to have a, a really good career. Um, and now Jay and Grant, you know, starts over him. And, um, and that's kind of, that's kind of surprising to me because he, he can do some of the things. He can push push the ball like Rondo and finish with both hands and make passes. He's probably just a better, a little better shooter. Go ahead. Sorry, I thought you were done. Go ahead. I was done. And there's another name I'm not, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, Isaiah Cannon. Yeah, and he was in the game, the right. last game. So he he was a um, – I was just familiar with him from the Sixers last year, and strictly from a fantasy standpoint, I was able to – I had I owned him, watched him. And he's a scoring point guard. But when you just look at the log jam that they created over there, point guard, you know, throughout the year was kind of bizarre. Like, they signed Rondo, and you say, okay – then you get Michael Carter Williams, who wasn't he the rookie of the year? And if he wasn't, he was second, yeah. but I think he was rookie of the year, right? I believe he's rookie of the year. Yeah. And that was like, mm, what, two years ago? Maybe three? Three, probably. Okay. So you got that and you're like, okay, that's kind of interesting. And then you bring in Jaron Grant. Then you get Cannon. It's like, hold on. We got four different point guards. And, you know, when they bench Rondo, they didn't make him the second string quarter, uh, run, uh, point guard. All of a sudden, he's getting coaches' decisions. Jaron Grant gets all these opportunities that Harvey spoke about last week on the show in terms of, you know, one day it's coaches' decisions, the next day it's starting, then it's starting but only playing five minutes, and then it's Michael Carter-Williams. Now Michael Carter-Williams last game, I believe, got a coach's decision. And, you know, that that is real odd, their point guard situation over there. I don't know if maybe it has something to do with the Isaiah Thomas matchup. and You know, maybe they feel like they have to counter – Somebody who can, who can, you know, guard him. I don't know, but their point guard situation over there has been kind of odd with an odd mixture of point guards that are all. They all can play. Yeah. You know, it, it's just weird. Yeah. It, it really is weird. Um, let's talk about the, the Celtics. Like I said, during the regular season, I thought they made a big statement and they had a great season. But after watching the Bulls thing, I, I just see a one man show where they're these regular season guys, like names, like just like Al Horford, right? Like he's a, he's an all-star because they say he's an all-star, right? And he puts up decent numbers. But then when you have a way that playoff time rolls around, it's things just start to look real different, you know? And all of a sudden Al Horford doesn't look like when you're looking for a second scoring option, you really are just stuck with Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Al's always been a weird one for me. Um, well, he's been successful in the league. I just never quite, quite just got all the way there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I'm not sure why. I mean, he stretches the floor. He can knock down shots. Um, he he don't show me much with his back to the basket. No. Um, he doesn't show me much of a motor. It kind of it's, it's kind of a weird one for me. But sometimes somehow he still ends up, you know, eighteen and nine. You heard me. You said again. They said he. All, I said I was finishing your sentence. You said somehow he always ends up. I said around like eighteen and nine. Yeah. You know, you, you check the box score and somehow it's a quiet 18 and nine, maybe a block here and there. And, and, you know, it's, but not a, not a game changer. No, you know, not, not a game changer. And then, you know, you got Crowder out there, stretch four, I guess. I don't know. Boston's kind of tricky, but I, I don't see them as any threat to Cleveland after I, at one point in time, I thought they did, but you, you think about it, the, the amount of firepower that Cleveland have, Boston wouldn't even, can't even come close to matching that. No. Not, not, not even, not even close. I really would have liked to seen. A, I, I think the Bulls. They don't. I don't think they had enough firepower. They, they, they could have put some work. They would have made the Cavs work. They have this year. I mean, I know the playoffs is different, but yeah. They. I mean, they got they got a few guys over there that just that 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 knows how to win. That's that's used to winning, and if they can, you know, put a little bit of that in, in, in the rest of their players, you know, that that stuff becomes contagious. And Cleveland has it too. But, um, you know, Wade, Wade, if anybody know, know anything about LeBron, is Wade. What's up, uh, Comdor? And what's up, uh, Matt Olinchek checking in. One of my high school buddies. What's up, Olinchek? Long time no see, man. Appreciate the support. Um, real yeah. quick, um, go ahead. Chicago swept that season series with the Bulls. Chicago swept the series, season series with the Bulls. Yeah, I thought it was either I one game. Cleveland. It was Cleveland. Cleveland, or they sorry. Didn't. That, yeah, I thought, th- th- for some reason, I felt like they had won one, cause I remember, um, Will Bond talking about it. Uh, but yeah, four, that's, that's how, I mean, getting a Dwayne Wade, I think we would have gotten Dwayne Wade's best for, for a matchup with, uh, with, with the, with the Cavs. And I think that would have been in the NBA's best interest to have that. Whereas the, I, I do think the, if the Cavs and the Celtics were to meet, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was five series at, five games at best. I'm really curious what what th- which thumb is it that's hurt from Rondo because I mean I've had thumb injuries I mean I'm I'm for a guy who doesn't shoot a lot of jumpers a lot I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> about about any, a lot about none they've reported he's, he's I'm surprised that the thumb is keeping him from playing in this series they've reported that uh, he's taking jumpers already that the cast is off. And he started taking jumpers, but he's out for game five. He doesn't now. need to take any jumpers. I, like, I, mean, I mean, Rondo doesn't need to be practicing jumpers. Play a little bit. I don't know if it's his his offhand or his uh the hand he dribbles with. I'm not sure, but like the summer before laugh, I I I mean I broke my thumb playing pickup, and I continued to play like. And you shoot. And I, I shoot right. It's, it's my left hand though, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that, and I was actually kind of surprised. I hate that um indefinite label. I hate that when so and so is out indefinitely. And it's like, so are we talking about the rest of the year? Are we talking about a couple of days? And they're just indefinite. I mean, we've seen, especially in, in football, we've seen guys come out, come back in that game, and then we've seen guys never even play again. You know, when you hear that indefinite, it, it's so useless. And did you see Rondo on the sideline with a suit, a short sleeve suit? Yeah. Did you like that? It wasn't that bad, actually. <laughs> It wasn't that bad. You can see yourself it wasn't wearing that. Bad, that? Actually, I, I would I wouldn't wear it, but I, I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> I thought that joke was hilarious. It was like a, <laughs> it was like maroon. It was like a maroon short sleeve. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would talk about the the whole the whole 
like fit of it. I mean, the color, yeah, but, but it wasn't. It wasn't as bad as what you would think if I said a short sleeve suit, right? I haven't, right, exactly. Yeah, I haven't seen anybody anybody try that yet. Surprisingly, I've seen Dwayne Wade do a sleeveless suit. I've seen him do a suit, not a short sleeve, but maybe a, a length of your of your elbows, a yeah. little pack of elbows. Yeah, there's some weird <laughs> stuff out there. But but you know what's funny is I watched that Bulls game right, and we saw vintage Rondo, and Rondo finished was a triple double. And he had, I think it was like 13 or 14 assists. His triple-double and his 14 assists looked like a completely different triple-double than West, Russell Westbrook's. Yeah. You know, and you, us, me, and you tend to agree with me, you watching is like, man, that that's a floor general right there. Distributing, making sure this person gets that, this person gets that. You know, you pass him the ball, he throws it right back to somebody else. And I was like, that's what a triple-double, I remember a triple-double looking like. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, I've always thought that, but it was funny because maybe, maybe we wrong on this because didn't Dwayne Wade say earlier this year in his rant that he was chasing assists? Um, Wade said that, yeah. yeah. And, and the thing is, is like, I, I believe it, but part of that is one. I mean, he can't shoot. All right, let's start with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, what did you want him to do? Pull up for three? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I mean, he can't shoot, and he doesn't want to end up on the free throw line. Because he shoots even worse from there. He shoots like 50% from the free throw line. So, I mean, if you told me that my point guard was chasing assists, I'd much rather have that than my point guard chasing triple doubles and and scoring numbers. Yeah. You know, I I don't have a problem with that. Or 40 times. Yeah, I I, I don't have a problem with that. That's what I, if there's one thing I do with my point guard chasing, it's assists. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what I would like him to be chasing. Not Oscar Robinson. I'd like him to be chasing assists, not scoring titles. Um, moving into the next series, we can go over to the Cleveland series as they make light work of. Tell me this: How funny is it that that a guy like Lance Stevenson is just without a job? The Pacers sign him, and all of a sudden he's like thirty minutes a game. They, they. I mean, obviously, I needed a piece. That's why they picked him up, and he, and he, he has a sense of comfort there because he had success there. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back there probably felt like a relief after, you know, moving around all over the place since then where, cause you know how it is. A lot of times these guys play, play well in their situation. Then they go chase money to another situation. It's just not quite the same. They're not the same system, not the same comfort there. So they don't have that success. And Lance got an opportunity to go back to where he had prior success. But it has to be when you, what I read from that though is there has to be some sort of black ball, them not because I mean when you watch him play, there's no reason he's not in the NBA. I mean the reason isn't basketball, I should say. Well, he he can do. He's talented as hell. You know he got skills. He can he can you know he can change games. Right. You know, he, he has opportunity to. You let him get put the ball in his hands. He can do a lot of things. But he he also you know does some 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 funny things that <laughs> some coaches you know they like. Man, listen, I know what you did over there. You're not doing that here. I'm not tolerating that and. That's that's stubbornness sometimes where because it's that happens a lot when you got guys who can actually play that's sitting on somebody's bench because the coach just don't want to deal with certain things from that player. That that's mm, I don't know that's kind of I I get it because it is a you know at the end of the day it is a business we're running and we don't want the distractions but that dude is you know he can play and, and, and sometimes he's it's not even great for your business it's just you know some coaches is like man I just this guy could be. Uh, all stars somewhere else. <laughs> right. is like, 
I don't like this guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. Yeah, and, and, and I think that falls under the the old school boys are still the ones who are in control and they're going to let you know that. Yeah. And that. And I do think the philosophy is I'm not saying he can't play. He just can't play here. Right. You know, and, and just, next thing you know, you look up and that's the thought of 28 coaches. And, you know, and you're like, wow. And nobody, and I bet if you ask him, nobody's saying he can't play at the NBA level. Just saying, I don't want him on my team. Right. But it was good to see him back out there and, and playing hard. The Paul George, what, what did you make of his series and, and where he's at right now? Um, overall, I think he played good. I mean, he had, he had a bad, a bad, um, last game, um, shot the ball pretty bad. Um, but I think he, I think he, he, he steps up. I mean, they could have won two of those games. Mm-hmm. Very much could have. Um, that series could have gone, while it's going to go down as a sweep, that series could've, really could have had a completely different win. look. Cause if they win that first game, lose the second, and then win that first game back in Indiana. That's yeah. a completely different, uh, you know, and that could have happened. It could have happened. It could have happened. So, but I just think it's time for, for Paul to get out of there. It's, I think now it's just like mental or it's like, I, I'm, I'm kind of just done being here. I know there's better things out there for me than here. And I think that's what's on his mind. And it's going to be hard to give it all to that city and that team. Yeah, they, they Indiana, four or five years ago, they had a window. And, and they missed it. They could never quite get Granger, Granger and Paul George at the same time healthy mm-hmm. prime-wise. And it was Granger got hurt, then Paul George got hurt, and then, you know, Granger's window was closed. And Roy Hibbert went from an all-star to a dinosaur in, in essentially two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. But they had a window, and it's gone. What did you make of Paul George's comments, though? I felt like they were kind of whining and inappropriate. Which comments? Uh, after game one, when he was complaining about uh, not Miles Turner, uh, other Miles, CJ Miles, CJ Miles taking the last shot and saying, "I, I, I should have gotten that last shot," only for them to come out that essentially, no, you shouldn't, because I think it was he's over, over like a yes, over as many as he's taken game winning yeah. shots. It was, it was, and it was a very large sample size. It was like over well, seventeen or something like that. Well, the thing about that is, I mean, I, I hate them stats like that. But it, before that, I mean, Paul George hit that in every shot to even get the right. But, but let's not let's not forget, DJ. They, it's not like the inbounds pass was drawn up from out. Like you know, Paul George got the ball. No, I get it. Yeah, the Paul Paul George got the ball, and they came to double. Mm-hmm. So at that point, what do you want? You pass you pass the ball to a guy who shoots as good as you do, right? And um. It's like you say, CJ can shoot as good as Paul. CJ knows it. He took it. He took a shot and he missed it. Giving it back to Paul George was going to do nothing but throw the ball to a guy who was guarded by two people. <laughs> right. And that that wouldn't. Have, I mean, I, I I do kind of understand. He did make some tough ones before that. Um, he probably felt like, man, if if we gonna go out, man, let me just take this thirty five footer and see what happens. And he had the opportunity to do it. Probably would have been a bad shot had he did. <laughs> right. And, and now here's my here's my here's my question, to you DJ. And I guess obviously it's a personal thing, so everybody's different. If me and you, we're teammates, we're tight as whatever, or we at least work work together. And I say something to you, and I say, DJ, come on, man, you gotta let me shoot that. And either you agree, you disagree, whatever. But I said it to you. It's done. You don't. I don't think you need to hear it in the press conference, right? Like, uh, I should have got that last shot. Once me and you have already discussed it, what's the point of that? It's, 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 it's different because 
these guys are forced to do media and they're going to ask some questions like, so it's not news. It's not news. I don't have to look at the press conference or you don't have to look at the press conference to hear me say that. They didn't hear me say that, man. You already know this already. You just telling them because they're asking. I just it, to me, it seemed unnecessary. You know what I mean? And, and it, it, it sounds like whining. You know, I, I just don't ever really recall in all my years of hearing press conference. I don't ever really recall anybody saying I should get this. I mean, I've seen we've seen Kobe. We've seen Mike. We've seen, you know, we've seen Lamar Odom take the last shot of the game and miss. And Kobe, you know, he looks upset, but I've never heard him come out in a press conference and be like, Lamar knows better. I, I need that ball. I mean, you can't shoot every single time. I just wish he would have would have, you know, worded it, worded it a little yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, he should have took the last shot. Yeah, and missed it, so he can be zero for nineteen. Yeah, maybe, but but he, <laughs> like I say, he he has some big shots for them to get get to that position, mm-hmm. and and for him to end, not end up not getting the last shot to him, especially right after the game, and he know that he was on, on fire. fire. He felt like he should have got the shot, but he also knows that they brought a double team to him, so there was really nothing. Right. What I make of Paul George, and it it's echoes what we've been saying all year, because of the new NBA and the way the NBA is set up, guys like Paul George, Damian Lillard, um, I'm sure their name, Russell Westbrook for that matter, are just, you're outgunned. Period. You, you know what I mean? Like if, and the new NBA where there's teams, the third best player on their team is an all NBA player, you can't be out there as a one man band and think that you're going to take on any of these teams. Yeah, I mean, well, I think, I mean, some of these teams that's third best players, like all NBA players, I mean, for like, say like Golden State, for instance, I mean, we, we I think we both kind of agree. I mean, Draymond Green plays his tail off, can go somewhere else and be out of the league. Absolutely. Probably not now because he's already made a name for himself. And he's already confident, confident, and people already mm-hmm. expect, you know, so much of him. Mm-hmm. But, He's not the best talent. Oh, no, no, no. But we say, for example, let's stay right there in Golden State. The Pacers versus Golden State. Paul George is an all-world player. You can make the argument that he would be the fourth best player in a series between Golden State and the Pacers. I I wouldn't make that argument at all. But No more than third? Third? Yeah. Be third. Right. But, I mean, how do you say that our best player would be their third best player? And their I mean, second, your second best player, whoever the second best player is on the Pacers, I mean, probably wouldn't even be in the rotation over there. Yeah, I, I just feel like if I'm if I'm Paul George, and likewise, like I said, Damian Lillard, you just look at these things and you and you realize that man, like I can score 40, 10, and ten, and I mean, and the truth the of the thing, matter is that some of these teams have three different guys who can score forty. See how I think about it is, if I just do, if I do, like take them same two teams, and I'll do the matchups, like. Okay, we got Teague and Steph. Steph's better than Teague, but Teague's not a slouch. Right. Then, then you have Clay and who they they started start Lance. Uh, Lance, or, I guess he would have to start the three. Uh no, Turner, right? No. They the last game they they um who, who they started they started um what they they bench they bench um yeah okay Lance they is at the two Monte Ellis they bench Monte okay, Ellis right. started they started um. CJ Miles. Okay, cool. CJ Miles, Clay. Two guys, six, seven, that can shoot the piss out of the ball. Right. Clay, Clay gets more opportunities. Clay shoots more. Cool. But they both essentially can do the same thing. Then you got Paul George and, 
and KD, who's very similar. KD's just a better version of Paul George. Mm-hmm. Then Draymond and Miles Turner. I I personally like Miles Turner better. I got you. Draymond do they they give Draymond the ball to bring it up and down the floor because he's six five and you know he can't do nothing down low like that. But Miles Turner is a young guy. Mm-hmm. Long, foot, athletic, long block shots, shoot the ball. I like him better. And then who who, who do they start at center over there? Um, who do they start? Patrulia. No, Patrulia. We'll talk about in the end. Indiana 8-1. Actually, I thought they might actually. I think they go with Paul George at the four and, and Turner at the five. I might be wrong about that. Is, is, is that, that is that? But is um is Al Jefferson still there? Did he play at all? Mm. Okay, it is Miles Turner at the five. But yeah, I mean, so your point is that you just think that it's not and as they're you not come as off what a guy who can get you forty and CJ and 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 um Monte Ellis. Then you can come off with Lance. And, you know, I don't think go to state bench is that, that good. I think go to state success just comes from their style of play. Mm-hmm. Everybody's unselfish. Everybody likes each other. Mm-hmm. They get on, no egos. And I think that's what makes them that good. I think there's other teams who talent wise have better players. Just not better than Steph or, or, um, KD, mostly KD. I mean, I mean, Steph's great too, but there's guys. I mean, like say, like Damian Lillard. What what can Steph do that Damian can't do? Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus Young. Young. Exactly. They got players. The bench, though, right? Just don't play the same. Yeah. Right. Um. So. So wait, their starting lineup is Jeff T, Paul George, Thaddeus Young, Miles Turner, and CJ Miles. And I'll and I'll and I'll take Thaddeus Young and Miles Turner over Draymond Green and besides Abdul any day. I, I don't. I wouldn't argue with you there. I wouldn't argue with you there. Um, what do you think about Paul George going forward now? Uh, you know the Lakers. Um, it's all the Lakers talk. Is Paul yeah. George worthy of being the you know the next front man of the Lake Show? Um, yeah, I, li- I like him there. I do too. But he, I think Paul George is an excellent player. I think he is too. Um, I think he's a top ten player. Yeah, I, I, I do too. He just gotta, I mean, like, we just talked about needing help and I just ran down, you know, his team that, that really isn't that bad, but we just don't know, like, their, their whole, their, if your mindset in that locker room isn't, you know, we all together and we all, we know we can win this, it's gonna be hard to win it. I, I know? just wish that now that we have, that it is, that it's grouped together and it's, the teams are formed this way, I wish that it's like, that we could form our, Big threes, you know, like I, I wish that you could be like, all right, Paul George, Damian Lillard, and one other person. Okay, you guys are now a big three. You know what I mean? And and just go on there instead of you know we just watch these individual guys go against you know put up eye popping numbers on teams and just not and really not going anywhere. I mean, at the start of the season when we sit there, we know the Pacers aren't going to be a threat to win the title. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I so think, they, I seen something today. It was talking on the first take, but they was just saying it's coaching overrated. And, yes, meant to ask you that. Go ahead. And um, because of, because of Steve Kerr not no, being there, it's not. It absolutely does. I mean, I've been on a team who who is very talented, talent more talented than that team, mm-hmm. and we didn't play the way they played. And it starts it starts from coaching. I mean, and I think Terry Stotts is a great coach, but like Damian Lillard and 
and C.J. McCullough could easily be the best backcourt in the league. I mean, as great as Steph is, as great as Clay is, they probably don't score the ball better than them two. They play um, those defense. two. Those two. Those two are. Um, Damian Lillard is extremely underrated, and I mean, so is CJ for that matter. Both extremely underrated. Uh oh, you lost DJ. No, I just said it's pause. I don't know why it paused. I didn't touch anything to pause it. Uh oh. Well, we can't see you anymore. That's odd. Let's see yeah. if we can pull you back over here. But go ahead. You can keep talking. Yeah, I don't know why I'm paused. Did you put something? Uh-oh. Oh, there you go. All right, there it goes. You you were saying that um, Damian Lillard and and CJ was underrated. I think yeah, I think both of them are are underrated, but I think so much of that. Um, and it's I do not think it's a coincidence that Steve Curry is off of the Popovich tree, and that that Golden State team is constructed like that, and it is a team and it is a family. And I think sometimes what like what Popovich does, where you say you look at a guy like Kawhi Leonard and you say that's a spur. You know, and, and, and they might say, you know, this player X, Y, and Z, you know, let's just say for, for stake, Boogie Cousins and, and, and Kawhi Leonard are in the same draft and, and, you know, Boogie Cousins has all the measurables and he has all of this. For a guy like Popovich to have the insight and just be like, I'm not even saying that Kawhi is better, but he's a spur, you know, and that's my guy. He's, he looks like he's going to accept coaching. He knows how to play the right way. And you get a locker room full of guys who are, that's a spur. You know, a Boris Diaw, a guy who, you know, Boris Diaw is on all these other teams and he looks like a bum. You know, he just has no home. He can't do anything. He's just a fat, out of shape guy. And he comes to the Spurs and he's basketball IQ up there, you know, knows how to make the extra pass, can move his feet and actually can defend three positions. And, you know, he was like, that's a spurt. And I think Golden State is put together the same way. But I feel like, yeah, that's what that being true. Um, I mean, use the extreme example, I think, coming out of the draft. I mean, Spurs not just, they're not going to draft Kawhi over DeMarcus Cousins, but I think once you, once you get there, it, they, you, you, you're, you're kind of forced to become that way mm-hmm. because you see just how easy going it is. Um, the, the atmosphere they create, it, it kind of, it kind of forces you to be that way. You talk about San Antonio. San Antonio, yeah. Right. Like, you can, you can, I mean, everybody's was, was demand at some point in time. I mean, maybe not everybody, but. Right. You know, once, once a, a guy like DeMarcus, if he's over there in San Antonio, and this is an extreme example, cause it's kind of hard to picture DeMarcus, not, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Being right. Who he, but the respect that, that you get from Popovich, I mean, and you you kind of kind of have to respect him. You get over there, and and the thing is, you're going to be winning, so mm-hmm. there's going to be no reason to be over there getting technicals and getting mm-hmm. mad and cussing refs out and all that. There's no reason to. You're going to win sixty games. Curing does cure all. A winning does cure all. Yeah. So yeah. I think if you just putting putting any player in, in that situation over there, and them just saying. They'll, they'll see how different it is from their prior situations, unless you was in Golden State. And you'll just be like, man, like, like Katie, I'm, no, Katie was over there. It was like, man, I talked to him early when he got over there. I said, damn, that look easy out there. He's like, man, you have no idea how fun it is. Oh, I can only imagine, especially coming from where he was coming from. I can only imagine. Let's, um, there he had the opportunity just to, which I know a lot of, I would love that opportunity to just go over there. Okay. My turn to play one on one. Until, you know, you start scoring 30 a game every year and, you know, you got to work your tail off to get a shot because <laughs> you're 
double teams right. you know, almost every time. And now here, you know, you're getting backdoor, you know, dunks and layups and right. open shots. and Ball movement like crazy. Yeah, ball movement. You can pass the ball around and get it back. Yeah, that's, they're amazing to watch. Um, yeah. And the other series in the East, we already talked about Boston. We talked about the Pacers. The Raptors and – um. Uh, what's that? Who are the Raptors playing? The Raptors and the and the Bucks. I'm gonna tell you this, DJ. I don't care who you got for your future. Give me the Greek freak. That like watching him play is yeah. like whoa. This dude here is gonna have some MVPs on his resume. Like th- that dude is you. I, I, it, watching him playing is where it's like when you go to the to the one of those your kids. Your, uh, games and you're like somebody needs to check the birth records of that kid over there because he doesn't belong in this league you know like I'm watching Kyle Lowry goes by him and he shoots this shot and he with without even paying attention throws that ball into like the fifth row and he just kind of looks at him like why would you even try that you know what I mean like this dude is 6'10 with like a 7 something wingspan and he's literally staying with point guards another possession in a half court set just in a half court set he just goes right by his man and dunks on the power forward you know it's just like that's not normal. Yeah. That's a bad dude right there, man. No, nah, he is. I just I mean I just wish he, he had more of a consistent jump shot. He he's good, man. He's really good. You know who he reminded me of and a lot of people might not have seen him this way, but when I first played against Lamar Odom in high school, mm-hmm. those were the things Lamar Odom was doing. He was um he was not probably not as guard oriented, but he was, you know, six ten, bringing the ball down the floor. Making passes, dunking, hitting jump shots, blocking shots, doing doing everything at that size. And and while you know at that time I was probably you know one of the biggest guys you know like true true guys that they've seen. Like you know Magic was different. You know he backed guys down, he mm-hmm. ran up, made passes. But I'm crossing guys and shooting threes and all that. Mine was a little different than Lamar's because but Lamar was doing it was like similar to what what the Greek freak is doing. I that that's I like I think that's a fair comparison. Except for Lamar was doing it at the high school and college. Like Greek Freak is dominating the NBA. I mean, Lamar, at Lamar had you know he averaged you know double doubles. I mean he 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 did similar things. Oh, I was a know. huge Lamar Odom fan. Huge Lamar Odom he, fan. He, yeah, but he didn't have the um the ball as much as the Greek Freak. I mean, Jay Kidd essentially that's where it goes. The coaching, mm-hmm. you know, he's over there and he's like, okay, man, look, you're playing my point. You're bringing the ball up the floor fifty percent of the time. And other coaches might not, uh, you know, allow him to do that. They maybe set him on a wing, set him in a corner, and expose him, and not put the ball in his hands. And now when he get it, he can't make jump shots, and he's he's not looking the same. Right. The kid, he knows the game. He say, "Man, this guy is more dangerous with the ball in his hands, so we're going to give it to him." I think that is a great uh, assessment by your part, and, and a great assessment by Jason Kidd. And I think you're absolutely right. I, if that that to, to go back to what you're saying, the coaching, like if you put him at the two and he's out there shooting 30%, he looks like a completely different player, right? And it's, you know, this guy, I'm not so sure if he's going to make it, you know you know what I mean? Versus Jason Kidd knowing and saying, man, this guy's dangerous with the ball in his hand. Someone put the ball in his hand. Right. And let him facilitate my offense. You and, know? and, you know, and it was working out great for him. Like I say, he could be somewhere else and not be nowhere near as good. What do you think out of this series now? They're tied, they're tied two apiece, A1? 3-2. No. Okay, Toronto's 3-2. What, you, you got Toronto closing that one out? Yeah, I got Toronto. Um, Toronto Toronto made a big statement um, last night. Um, and I think Toronto's, you know, they they, they are the, the better team. I like Milwaukee. They're, they're up and coming. Um, 
They just, I think, I just, I think Toronto is a really tough team. Do you see anything in Thonmaker? Um, I think he's another guy that they kind of. I think he's better off, like having a ball where he he can he can put it on the floor and do some things with it too. Because really, you yeah, because he he actually can handle the ball. He he kind of can do some of the things. I've, I've seen him do some of the things like the Greek freak with the ball in his hands. But now he's in a position where they not they not really letting him do that. Um, if he if he was able to like ISO these big guys that's on him and take him to the rim and. I think he can do that, but that's going to come with, you know, his, his, um, experience and his confidence. Um, right now they don't have enough time to ha- have the Greek freak have the ball that, that much. And then you got everybody else out there. He, he can't be out there ice on it. Too. So, so you I, see a future for him. You see him being a player in this so league? It, it can go either way. It just depends on if you give him his opportunities. If you, I mean, cause he's out there starting, but he, he's not playing that many minutes. No, he's like not. He, I, I, I watch him sometimes and I've, I've watched him a lot this series and, you know, there was so much about him and he looks like he's put on weight and that's good for him. But I, I don't know. I, I just don't see it. That doesn't mean that it can't come. So I was interested to hear what you thought. Maybe if you saw something that, that I didn't see. I mean, I see that. I mean, he, he has one thing that you can't coach, which is length, you know, so that you're going to be there. And, you know, when you combine him and the Greek freak and even Middleton, that's, that's, that's a lot of wingspans. Which is making, you know, those passing lanes exactly. really difficult for, for, for opposing offenses. I mean, him and a Greek freak put their hands out. They can almost, you know, join hands and, and, and fill up the whole court. No, absolutely. Team is for the left. I mean, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he's out there because he wasn't playing much this year. And now he's able to, you know, start some games. He's just, but I know how it is. I, you know, you, you can start the game still when he played 10, 15. Minutes. Oh, absolutely. And I think he's falling under that. That being said, I don't know if it's just, you know, the homer and the home team pick, I still can't see how Mike can't carve out 20 minutes a game. I I, I don't see how, especially on that team. I, I feel like put you can put all these guys out there. Where, I mean, you can essentially have a lineup of 6'9 is the shortest guy on the floor. It's another one of them things like Lance Stevenson. It's like Mike has proven that in this league he can score. You play him 10 minutes, he's probably going to have eight points. He's maybe 12. Right. You know. And then, you know, but he still can't, you still won't get the, the minutes, even though he comes in and, you know, he, he, he lights up real fast. It's like, like that's all they're giving him. And some of that got to do with him. I mean, a lot he, of it got to do with him, but it's just going to take a coach to, to, to just let it go, let him go. And it just doesn't look like that's anybody's willing to do that, which is, you know, I feel like it's, it's a great scoring threat that's just sitting there. Right, you know, rotting away, un, un, untouched. I've been in, I've been on teams where I was like, man, I, like I'll start, and then you you'll have a guy coming off the bench, but the guy that's coming off the bench get to come right in and just shoot the ball away, but might not play that much. I'm like, man, you rather than that dude? I'd rather come in the game and get my ISO <laughs> as opposed to starting right sitting there and not getting the ball. Right now, I I agree with you. I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, Real we, quick, let me ahead. ask you guys: where do, you, where do you rank Milwaukee if um, Jabari Jabari Parker didn't get hurt? I forgot about Jabari East. Parker. Just in the East. Um, where did they finish? They finished as what sixth? Sixth seed, yeah. I think with Jabari, I mean Jabari Parker is also young, so I think you run into the same situation where, where we were talking about with Boston. But you know that's a good team, man, and you know. Also, often we have these young teams and 
because of free agency, they never get a chance to gel together. But Milwaukee's got pieces that I think it would be in their best interest to invest in keeping together and not letting any of these young guys touch the get on the market, you know, and, and see, you know, if you got the opportunity to give them their extensions now at reasonable prices, do it. I agree. Uh, that's, that's a good point because they, because this, with Jabari Parker, this could be, a, a, I mean, even though they could still win the series, but they, they probably could have been, would have been in a higher seat had they had Jabari Parker. Then, even with that being said, though, I mean, Middleton was out most of the year, but mm-hmm. like Mike can do a lot of the scoring Jabari can do. They just won't give him an opportunity. They just won't give him an opportunity. I agree with you there. They got talent, man. They got a lot of talent. And Jason Kidd obviously knows what he's doing. So, I mean, he's I, young. I, you just hope that they, they stick together. Cause I mean, we see this every year. There's always this team, you know, that's young and they, you know, they're in the right way. And then free agency comes and, you know, that guy who's the third best player on that young team, he gets this max money somewhere else and he's gone. And then, you know, one injury. And then all of a sudden you're just talking about what could have been. Yeah. Um, moving over into the West. That's all the East series, right? Wizards oh, Wizards and the Hawks. Yeah, man. Um, Dwight Howard re, uh, rebirth last night. I don't know if you got a chance to see him. He was out there picking and rolling, catching stuff off the rim, lobs, looking like, uh, he was running, uh, Gortat out of the gym. Yeah, I've um, seen a few lobs. I've also seen, <laughs> seen him miss a few clear layups too. But. Yeah. Well, that's going to always happen. Um, down the end, I, I felt like he got fatigued. Um, yeah. I don't think he's gotten that much work in, in quite a while. Um, yeah. but what looked like, the Wizards had a sweep going. It's now two-two. It is. Um, I, I, Wizards looked great the first quarter. Then I, I turned away to the to the other game. Um, came back in the second quarter. Um, and and the Wizards were turning the ball over, and you know they landed up, you know, make making runs there. But this, I mean, it's a good series. I'm glad it wasn't a sweep. It's not a sweep. Very interesting series. Well, um, Schroeder. Real confident, hit some big shots last night. He got um, some great looks, though, man. It looked they like did. they were not like they were dead. It looks like the game plan was to let him shoot. If I'm not mistaken, I mean, oh, he was. No question. He got no some question. really That's good why looks going under the screens. And yes, they're and going under absolutely 100. percent It looks like not only are they going under, they're not even popping back out on the other side. No, because they don't want him. He's a he's a natural driver. So what they want to do is keep him away from the rim. Right. And I, and when he hit those shots, it's kind of like. I mean, not to compare LeBron, but you know, when when you right. got a guy that's a natural driver, right. he's knocking down jumper after jumper. That's your game plan. Mm-hmm. And us and and they'll be hard to win that way. I, I I agree. The one I don't. I mean, at this pace, as how, how much basketball I see, and there's not many highlights that I say, "Wow, you know, wow, wow, wow." That was me. John Wall, coast to coast, behind the back, dunking on four people. I didn't see that one. Pretty damn impressive. You saw that one, a one. I mean, first of all, the dude is coast to coast. They did this, the sports science thing. Less than, less than four seconds. It was like 3.5 seconds from coast to coast. And in there is behind the ball, behind his back and dunking in traffic. That dude is as fast as anybody who's ever played the game coast to coast with a basketball in his hand. Should be, um, think about him is he's more than just fast. He's shifty, like. When guys try to cut him off, mm-hmm. behind the back, he's stepping to the side of him. And, you know, because there's guys who are fast, and they'll, but they, they don't have no shift. They'll just run you over. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, their they're names. Their names are LeBron. LeBron James. That's their name. <laughs> right. Wall is going. He's going to get. He's going to get to the rim. And I, I haven't seen that dunk though. Oh, check it. I mean, like I said, it's not many basketball highlights that I'll tell you, man. You have to see it. Trust me. You have to see that. That was pretty impressive. I mean, definitely pretty impressive. Um, Bradley Bill has showed up, has shown up, excuse me. And I, I, I am surprised by the Hawks. Yeah. I, I'm surprised by the Hawks. I, I really thought that the Wizards would, would have no problem with them. Um, I do hope they get this under, underway because, um, I do think the Wizards do, can cause somewhat of a threat to the Cavs. I don't think they can beat them, but I certainly know who cannot beat the Cavs is the Hawks. That I do know. I think what, what really surprising the Wizards and, and what's really surprised me is this this Prince kid has been playing playing great. He has. He has um like you said, Schroeder's been count, playing they well. They gotta count his twelve points a game. Oh, and, and and I feel like we've seen as a team. I mean, you you know Paul, you know Millsap, you know what you're getting from him, but Baysmore is doing more than I than I think we've seen him do in a long time. And on a night like last night, where I, th- I believe at halftime the White was at 14 and 11 or 11 and 14, you know, with three blocks. And you know, if you get if you wake him up and can keep him interested, he, you know, he he looked like, for lack of a better term, and it's sad has come to this, like like DeAndre Jordan. You, you know what I mean? In that in that pick and roll, and you know, you just throw it up as the highest point. And he went and he went and get it. He went and got it, which we haven't seen from him in, in a long time. Yeah, I think that is important. You got to you got to keep Dwight interested because that's gonna that's gonna help you on both ends. Yeah, he was he for for the bat for when you watch the game and you sit down and watch it, which I did yesterday. The the amount of things that the white and engaged Dwight does that's not in the box score. Bradley Bill comes off of the screen. He's got a wide open lane. Dwight shows. And he pulls it back out. You know, that's not going to show up in the box score. But mm-hmm. the fact is, is that there's a shot blocker in the middle. So what's now what was a layup? Nah, it's not a layup. You, you know what I mean? And a lot of times you don't just now, no, no matter what Dwight Howard is and how much he's falling off, people don't just drive the lane at will and try him like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it, it is in their best interest to keep him engaged and make him, uh, you know, a factor in the game. Nah, absolutely. But if the Wizards want to make that next step and be taken seriously. I think they sh- they they really needed to make quick work of, of the of the Hawks, especially if the Wizards are are going to excuse me, especially if the Cavs are going to be sweeping people and now another who knows the next time the Cavs have to play. You know, we could look up and they they pick up another 6 days of rest. <laughs> yeah. You you know what I mean? So it's not you don't it's not your best interest to be going 6 and 7 in the first round. Nah, not at all. Uh moving over to the West, um what you say? Happens every year. Yeah, go over there to the um the Clippers. Same thing, different year. I'm a Clippers guy, but it, it's I, I don't even know how you can what it is, but I mean every year one of them gets hurt, and it just is what it is. I I, I don't I don't know how you account for injuries. You know, you it's kind of hard. It's easy thing to say break them up. I mean, but you know because the people get injured. You know, I I don't know what you make of that other than. Maybe just a Clippers curse sort of thing. I don't. This is this is really weird, and it's so unfortunate for them. But it's just really weird how these days, how guys get hurt so much more when we 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 got all the stuff that the guys back in the days didn't have. They playing in chucks and they playing right. and all. Dudes are out there basically playing barefoot and yeah, playing forty five minutes a game. The knowledge and the training and the surgeries and all this stuff after we play the. Boots we get to put on and 
all the, the all the stuff that we do to to keep our bodies fresh, all the stuff that you know these players have that the guys back then didn't have, mm-hmm. but how these guys still just get hurt and after hurt after hurt is is just kind of weird. Now I think if I'm the Clippers, you start asking yourself, man, we really should have traded for Melo. He really, especially when the rumors had came out that they they didn't even want, you know, they weren't requiring you to give up Paul or Blake or, mm-hmm. or DeAndre. I mean, if you could have found a way to keep those three and get Melo, it's well worth it because now they've lost Blake Gifford and, and they're struggling with the Jazz. They might not even beat the Jazz. That's what and, 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 you know, that's that's just, I mean, Chris Paul is, now Chris Paul becomes their number one scoring option, you know, and point guard. I mean, he's a distributor. By nature, that's what he wants to do. So now he essentially has to kind of turn into, which, I mean, the thing is, is that Chris Paul can do it. He is capable of scoring 25 and 30 point games, but that's not when the Clippers are at their best because then they slowly, next thing you know, you'll look up and they'll become the, um, you know, the, uh, Westbrook's team there, the Thunder. You know, they're, that's right. what they'll turn into. You're right. That's why they needed another guy who can, who can score. Cause, um, while Jamal Crawford can score, you know, he, he gotta, he gotta be in, in the rhythm. He has to have his hands on the ball. Yeah, and he got to have the ball. And without Blake there, I mean, who, who else? You got DeAndre Jordan and yeah. Mute. Yeah, I mean, and DeAndre Jordan is I mean, he's an offensive weapon in terms of he can catch a lob. Yeah, but that's as much it. as I love him, you know what I'm saying? He he does what he does. Yeah, and what he does is catch lobs. That's it. Yeah, catch lobs, yeah. And then, yes, J.J., who, I mean, but J.J.'s a shooter. I mean, that, that's, that's J.J.'s a shooter. J.J. is a weapon. He's not a... And I, and I'm unfortunately the weirdest thing ever. I'm actually a JJ fan, being that he's from Duke, which is weird. But I mean, on on a real and an ideal situation, JJ is like what the Cavs have when Kyle Korver. Like you know, you bring him off the bench and he can knock down three threes in a row. But he doesn't necessarily need to be out there for thirty minutes a game. Right. You know, he's. I, I think on a on a championship team, I think JJ Redick is a weapon, not a starter. Agreed. You agree with me on that one? I agree. I mean, he he could be. He could be. JJ's gotten better. No, he has gotten better. I mean, he. Was, I mean, he is. Correct, he has gotten better. Um, but, uh, on, a, on a team that that needs another another score, especially without Blake Griffin, then I, now I think I think more so what you're saying is he 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 kind of don't need to be out there that much because how he scores, you can take him out of the game. If you don't have other guys out there that you need to pay attention to, mm-hmm, absolutely. I mean, he's going to be coming off of all kinds of screens and and, and curls and, and and whatever the case may be. You can just really switch them screens because he's not going to catch the ball and ISO you when you get it. You right. Big- absolutely, absolutely. Um, before we move out of there, Gordon Hayward. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just because he's playing in Utah. That dude is extremely underrated, and so is Gobert for that matter. Um, I, I feel like Gordon gets his respect. Gordon is really good. He's always been really good. Um, he got his money. He definitely got um, his money. I I, 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 I don't think anybody outside of immediate basketball circles has a clue who the hell, uh, Gordon Hayward is. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, I mean, they shouldn't because they, they not in basketball <laughs> circles. They, they yeah. I mean, I, I just feel like he's, I mean, he's a legit all-star. He's a player. He really yeah, no, is a he player. Is a, he is a player. He does everything. Um, Gobert, love Gobert. He's he's gotten so much. He's gotten so much better himself as an offensive player. Um, and a defensive and, player. No, but that's he was always yeah. A defense. The the first two games, DeAndre Jordan looks like Superman. You know, I mean, he's out there literally just dominating. 
looking like he's in a high school gym. He's catching everything. And then game three, uh, Gobert comes back and none of that. Right. See, because that's the thing. That's that's what we always known about Gobert is his ability to block shots and, you know, just use his length Mm -hmm. to protect the rim. Now, you know, he can actually score the ball. And he's come a long way offensively. So the Clippers now, then you just have to break this band up? Um, or add, add. add you know, and, and, and while adding something, it might require you to break it up, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think, think you have that. to add, if, if you're going to consistently keep putting your eggs in the Blake Griffin, Chris Paul basket and one of the, and the bat, one of them is always hurt. I mean, again, like I said, maybe not even break it up, but definitely add. It can't be that, it's, it can't be that as soon as one of them goes out, it's done. The Warriors embarrass a healthy Clippers. So they they've always, going. I felt like they've needed something more to beat the Warriors, the Warriors alone. Yeah, that, that, that I definitely would agree with. Um, a little bit of a shocker, Memphis San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Memphis is really giving these guys some run. Kawhi Leonard is, is everything as advertised. You know, he, he's, he's the real deal. Um, Memphis, you know, they got guys though. Conley's showing the world, you know, everybody wanted to talk about what a joke it is that he was making. You know that he's the highest paid player in the league. I mean, I'm not saying he deserves to be the highest paid player in the league, but he can play basketball. You know what I mean? Like it's not this isn't Jim McLevine back in the in the nineties. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's not just some fluke guy out the blue. Like he can play. <laughs> well, McLevine ain't getting nowhere near what Conley got. But. No, but at the time, remember when McLevine got like forty million dollars and I think he was making more than Michael Jordan. Conley's a very solid player. He's a good player. He's always been that. Um I mean, I, I still would make the same arguments about his contract, mm-hmm. but but it doesn't take away from what he can actually do. And he's he he's solid. He can. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind Conley Conley being my point guard at all. And, and Marcus saw. I mean, that was one of the weirdest game winners I've ever seen. You know, <laughs> your big man center just kind of running floater, falling right. backwards. And I'm listening to Stephen A. He's he's going on off on Lamarcus Aldridge. And you let Marcus saw shoot a free throw shot and you didn't have your hand up. I'm like, man. First of all, he did have his hand up. Right. He did have his hand up. And, I mean, this whole let him. Marcus saw is big as hell. Definitely, Yeah, definitely. Like, I'm sorry. I felt like I forced him to take a bad shot. (laughs) You know, and it went in. That was nothing Mike could do about that. But you know how he is. It was just funny. Yeah. What do you make of that series? Um... I mean, they made it a little in- interesting, but I think it'll be 4-2. 4-2? I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. How great could we, could Kawhi Leonard end up being? Could, like, we, could we be mentioning him in that Man, top tier when this is all said and done? Kind of hard for the picture him being better. I mean, this <laughs> kid, I can't believe how good he's got. Mm-hmm. Because he, he was a guy coming out as a, just a, strictly a defender. Couldn't really shoot, couldn't really handle. I mean, got these big hands, and now he's—I mean—he's doing all kind of moves, and he's dribbling. When you got that confidence, man, that confidence—you—you can—you can fly to the moon, man, with 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 enough confidence. And that's essentially what he's doing. They basically gave him the team, and and I'm pretty sure he works his tail off. And I'm 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 really impressed by him. He—I think he's in the top tier. Yeah, I, I feel like. What we've got is a guy who's got all the physical ability and he's got the mastermind behind him and he's going to listen to him. 
You know what I mean? So many times we have these guys, the great players aren't matched up with the great coach. It's it almost, you know, it's like, wow, we got his brain in that, you know, what situation is like Popovich with a guy who has, you know, LeBron like ability. That's a deadly combination, man. Yeah. That that that's well, a deadly combination. One thing I do say is he he get away with a lot of fouls though. I guess once you get that once once you get that name. Mm-hmm. They let that boy get away with some stuff, but I'm 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 very impressed by by that kid. I'm a big fan of his. He's a physical specimen. You mentioned his hands. He's got yeah. like I mean unbelievable size hands. Yeah, I always feel like like to see him when when he makes when he makes his shots, his threes. I be feeling like man, it's luck, but he he just always makes them because he's not like a natural shooter. No, he's it, it, you're right until you look up and you realize he's shooting forty percent. Right. No, it's yeah. definitely not pretty. It's it's not Ray Allen. I, I agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah, that's cause that was always my thing. I was him and Paul George. I'm like, you know, both of them play great defense. Kawhi's just a little better defender. Paul, a little better offensively. Um, I, I still kind of feel that way, but Kawhi's, I mean, offensively, he, he's he's starting to do a little more. Yeah, he's growing. Kawhi just Kawhi. I mean, not Kawhi. Paul, he shoots better and handles better, but Kawhi still does all those things that just like. Maybe because of positions he get he get the ball, and that that got to do with coaching and your team. He gets the ball in, in more scoring positions, so it don't look like he's working as hard to get a, a bucket like Paul George does. But yeah, man. I agree. Um, OKC Houston man, the Russell Westbrook show. I'm I'm with so you know everybody's here. One the press conference the other day where West Westbrook you know sticks up for Stacy uh, Stephen Adams and his teammates. Like, I, I get it, and, you know, a lot of the uh, reporters are offended, and, you know, he's arrogant, and Tony Korn, I just said, you know, that, first of all, the reporter wasn't even talking to him, and da da, da. I love that. Yeah. I, I love that. And what I'm starting to think, that I think that's a glimpse into what you get with Russell Westbrook, is that I think Russell Westbrook is the type of teammate that will do anything for you, give you the shirt off his back. He's the one that if you say you're having a, a charity car wash, I, that's a bet, and you're the 12th man on the team. I'll be there. You know, like, I will do anything for my teammates except pass you the ball. You, you know what I mean? Like, and so it's probably, like, not it, – it's hard to get mad at him because he will do everything until you watch the game, and it's just, like, the one thing he will not do is pass you the ball. I kind of get that from him, too. Um, I wasn't I wasn't really mad at the um, the press conference thing. I can kind of see how the reporters will be upset. But, I, you know, that, that whole – I mean – I think they just got too much say in the world now, anyway. But the reporters, right? <laughs> the reporters, but, uh, right? And and, and the yeah, media. The reporters, and that, yeah, yeah I, I I agree. And and this idea that you players have to answer them and you have, have to, to tell them this and you have to do that. You know, well, I, I don't. I agree. I agree with you. One hundred percent. You know. You know. You know, once you get there and all that, that's a part of the job. But when you're growing up and you want to be like Michael Jordan, you want to be like Kobe. You just want to play ball. You coming up playing on the streets. You just want to play basketball. That ain't a part of what you want to do. And that's just kind of forced upon you. And they got to sometimes understand that's not, you don't care about that part. You want to just want to win games. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't mad. I didn't think it was a, it was a selfish act. They, they making it seem like it was selfish. Like he don't want to let anybody else talk because he's just that selfish. And I, I thought he was being unselfish by saying that because they was basically talking down on everybody else. And right. Just Steven Adams of all people. Like, why are we asking Steven Adams about scoring? Like, you know, I don't even score. <laughs> you know what 
mean? Like, I wasn't even born in this country. Come on, guys. And now you're asking me about why we don't score when Westbrook. He's like, I don't score when it matter. I never have. So I don't even understand what that question has to do with me. Got to You get. I mean, guys got to sit there and answer the dumbest questions in the world almost every day. Now that being said, too many times last uh, last week or two weeks ago, I sat down here with Harvey and and he argued me about how great Westbrook is, and I don't. That's undeniable. Like he his motor out of this world. Um, what he's doing and what he can do, amazing. It's when, just like I told Harvey, who I ended up texting while he was at the game because he was shooting me down and telling me that. I said, too many of these games are tight games. And what happens come the fourth quarter when you're down two or up two and it turns into the defense only has to worry about one person. You make their job so much easier. You, you know what I mean? And And you just see it time after time when in these games they come down and the other team, four different people touch the ball. So you don't really know who's going to shoot, where it's going to come from. But every single time down, he's going to, he might get the rebound or whatever. He's got the inbound. He's coming up and you know that the, the offensive game plan is him just running towards the basket. And, and that the game two, I think it was, took 18 shots in the fourth quarter. 18 shots in the fourth quarter. 18 shots. DJ, I, I'll go on a limb and say you might not have shot 18 shots in any game in your NBA career. Right. You know, and this guy did it in a quarter. Now it's to a point where the other guys, is, is like they, they're not even, they don't know what to do. They're not even comfortable with, with taking the shots no more because it's, it's just second nature now that he's just going to do it. And it's like they, everybody cried by him not having help. And he has help, but... He's not, you know, use, using his help how, how, how he can use them. Them guys can do more. He just don't let them do more. So now, if we know this is the game plan, like I've been in plenty of times, I know I got the ball. I could be like, man, I know. I know I can take this guy. But I know what the plan is to give the ball to Carmelo or give the ball to Sharif Abdul-Rahim. And that's just what, what, what we got to do. Not saying, you know, I can't do this, but mm-hmm. – that's the job. Give it to them. They get double pass shoot. I mean, and that's that's just kind of how it goes over there. It's starting to watch is what you see is the his teammates are they almost are getting out of his way. You know what I mean? It's like they just like yo, and they almost look like even when they do stuff wrong, like when Russell Westbrook misses a shot, his teammates look at him like, "What did I do wrong that caused you to miss the shot?" You know what I mean? Like, did you want me to move to the left a little bit next time? My bad that you missed the shot. You know what I mean? It's just like that's become the offense, and you're never going to win like that. That ball moves zero. Zero. Like, if they kept the stat about how many passes a team had in the game, OKC would be so far and last, it wouldn't even be funny. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? I mean, like, just. And when that way, I mean, as great as, as, great as Russell is, and as fun as he is to watch, he. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of guys I had run my. I, I will have run my team before him. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's it's he's amazing and he's great. But I mean, you know, the team is built funny. Whereas though, if you're gonna have him be so ball dominant, you would want to surround him with more shooters, and you don't have really any shooters. Yeah. Um, what, what? Let me ask you this real quick. Did you see the thing about Robertson and the and the Hawks and the excuse me the rap the Rockets players laughing at him at the free throw line? The players. Yeah. 
Yeah, I did see a free throw where he he missed it. Everybody's on the side laughing. What do you what do you think of that? Classless, part of the game, or it is what it is. Like if you don't want people laughing at you, make your free throws. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's, 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 okay, it's hilarious. so you don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it at all because I mean I've been saying for years and years, and you know I kind of you know fell back a little bit when I was talking to Kevin because uh, I was like, man, Robinson is the worst the worst shooting guard in the league history. He, he's been starting. <laughs> Year after year after year, he's been he's he's a three now. I guess with the same thing, he's been a starter year after year after year, and, I, and I'm aware that he plays defense and and all of that. But it's like this guy actually plays in NBA one, <laughs> and you know he starts year after year too. And it's like these guys over there, like man, look at like because guys think that they they look on the floor on their own team on other teams and be like, man, man, if I Hey, if I was in his shoes, if I could play the minutes he played, and you know, like man, this dude can't play a lick. Then you got a shooting guard that's that you just know he's gonna miss the open fifteen foot shot when you practice basketball every day of your life. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I, I I think it's funny too. I mean, every every time I see him shoot a wide open shot off the backboard, hitting on rim, <laughs> and look at me over here, thirty six years old. I I I, I can. I, I can do way more than this kid. Yeah, I, I it is weird. I mean, when I think it was like game three or maybe even four, they put the stat up that he hadn't even made a free throw in the series. He was like 0 for 11 or 0 for 12 in the series, which is like. That's insane, man. That, insane. No, it is. And I was it was really odd that to me in a close game like that, when they went to the hacker Robertson, that he left, that Donovan left them in. You know, I mean, like, how, many, how many high school kids will shoot that percentage? Yeah, well, you can't. You can only make. There's only two less shots you could have made. He's, he's two for like seventeen. So, uh, you know, you couldn't be much worse. Is he? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I told you before that game, he he was he was zero for twelve. See, I didn't know that much. Yeah, I, 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 for- I posted in our chat. I said Robinson makes Shaquille O'Neal look like Ray Allen at the line. You know, like I mean, Shaq didn't go zero for twelve. That's crazy. Yo. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now. On the flip side of that, one dude that me and you have both can't stand over the years, and there's no way around it, this dude James Harden, man, without Allen Iverson's cat-like speed, this dude is every bit as unguardable as anybody in the NBA. You want to talk about crafty, and then you factor in that whole thing where he does of just jumping into you at all times and drawing every foul known to man. But I mean, he's his footwork game is like it's almost like he's a Kim Olajuwon of the guards. You know what I mean? Like he he has that jab, jab, jumper, pump fake. Every every he, you know he can do everything off of that jab. Yeah, no, he can. He he's a he's a hell of a player, and I mean, and it comes down to like he has opportunity. I mean, guys, there's guys who you never know. They work on that stuff all summer, but they'll never get a chance to do it. In the game. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets the opportunity to do it essentially every play. That's hilarious that you said this guy's who get who work on that all and they can do it and just never even get a shot. I mean, I do that stuff all the time, and, and from playing the game, you'll never see it. That that's he's he's crafty, man. No, nah, he is. He is. I mean, he's like I said to to not be lightning quick. He gets his shot off whenever he wants. But that's to. that's why that's why he he has he has all that stuff because. He is enlightening quick, but he's he's really he's really figure out the art of getting fouled, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I'm I'm talking man man Lamar Prophet we're, we're texting you know about this and he was just saying about how much he hates you know the the way you know he he does the flopping and the getting foul stuff it's really unfortunate because you're so good mm-hmm. you can get space to get get a shot off it's like now you can't even contest guys that shoot threes like you can you can do a really good contest on a shot and all the shooter got to do is kick you smack his arms <laughs> he's going to be shooting three free throws so now you can't even contest this shot no more and I think that's really unfair, and I and I really don't like that. And I was just telling him that, you know, Russell Russell does it too. Now he was like, man, I don't know, if Russell don't flop as much. And then he he texts me last game like, you're right, Russell does flop. I said, yeah, I know he does. He, I mean, he's not the same as James, but he goes to the rim and screams and yells on. He'll shoot, smack you in the head, and act like you fouled him too. If I'm a just, defender, you almost have to look at the ref and say, how am I supposed to guard this guy? You know, if I, if I put my hand here, he's there with it. You know, his hands are flying up in the air. If he goes to the lane, I've seen I've seen James Harden pull your arm corner down. I've seen James Harden go to the lane, literally dribble the ball off his knee and just throw his hands up. Just you know, like ah, and it's like mm-hmm. you just dribble the ball off of your own foot. He just threw his hands up, and the ref gave it to him. You know, because it looks like somebody did something to him. And then I've seen him get to the lane, a guy, the defender, let him have the layup. And he still jumps into the defender. So now as a defender, you instead of trying to stop him, you almost have to get out of his way and make sure that he can't touch you because if he touches you, he's getting a foul. It's, it's, it's crazy. You literally kind of just have to let him shoot. Yeah. And then when you do cut him off and play good D, he pushes you off with his right arm. Oh, with that elbow, keeping that elbow in tight. And it shoots. And it's, it's, it's crazy because these referees, and I know they got to hear this stuff all the time. Like, they got to get tape sent to them. And they, they watch tape. They got to know. They know what this guy's doing. They know he's creating all the contact. They know that, that he's forcing them into these positions where to blow the whistle and it's not really the defender's fault. And I just feel like the, I guess the league is better when guys are putting up crazy numbers and they just tell them, man, man, you gotta, you gotta get a guys to call. Yeah. I mean, crazy numbers from the free throw line though. You know, I, I, those dudes yeah. getting 14 attempts in a game. You know, on a guy who shoots 80, 90% from the free throw line, you're just handing this guy points. I mean, he's just pulling up. Like, he'll dribble off the screen, and the guy is trying to get through the screen. And then, I mean, he's 30-something feet away from the basket. Mm-hmm. He just throws the ball up there, and they give him three free throws. Yes, no, that, that, that is silly. That, I agree with you. If he catches you reaching him in, reaching in on, at half court, he's throwing the ball up in there. Yeah. I was shooting, ref. You know, I was shooting his half court shot. And it's not even, I mean, you have your guy, you do have your guys, you know, Kawhi Lance and, you know, them guys who really reach, reach hard and, you know, and it be a foul when they get away with it. And I get them kind of guys, but them, them not even, them dudes don't even guard him like that. They're really just trying, trying to play honest defense and just kind of, you know, slide with you and he'll grab your hand. <laughs> right. Yeah, I seen it. I'm saying if you reach, I feel if you reach, that's on you. No, I, I absolutely saw the other day. He definitely found a way. To tuck the defender's arm into his arm, like it, like he locked his arm into it, and then threw the ball up in the air with one hand. Yeah, I mean, I gro- growing up playing on the streets, I mean, you just can't do that kind of stuff. I just <laughs> not at all. And, and, and like we were talking, and, and and I don't know if it was our chat or somewhere else, we talked about LeBron and how you know going, you got to go up one screen just to get a mismatch on a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. That was our chat. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm like, man, where I come from, I don't care who's on me. If I got a chance, I feel like I can take my man or any other man, and I ain't got to, you know, 
try to do no fake fouls. I mean, if you play good defense, you play good defense. But I don't need to have a point guard to check me to, to be a mismatch. And, when playing the world, the mismatches, any of you. I couldn't agree with you more, and I think that is a generation thing. I think that's is that now basketball, like you said, you grew up. Your your mindset or our mindset was beat the guy in front of you. Now yeah. the LeBron's mindset isn't. You know, if you have Kawhi Leonard on him, he's not saying, man, I'm going to show Kawhi Leonard he can't guard me. He, nah, let me get Tony Parker. You know, it's like, let, let, we're going to keep running around until I either get Tony Parker or Paul Gasol on me. You, you know and what I mean? And and it is smart basketball. There's no denying that. No, nah, that's smart. But how it compares to the James Harden thing is, because I didn't mean to go off, on, you know, and, and bring LeBron in. Yeah, no, go ahead. Playing on the street is, man, you try to do that on the streets, they're going to push you to the ground and take the ball. <laughs> right. You can't just can't like. I mean, it's just a different day and age. You say it's a generational thing. Well, guys, they know they can get away with it now. Yeah. No. But but what we were saying is that it, it's now it's about getting the best matchup for you. You know. Mm-hmm. And no, not I'm not gonna have my primary. You know, the days where you know Jordan and the other opposing two guard go at it. It's no. Let me find a way to get a point guard on a center, or vice versa. And that's one thing Kobe, Kobe never done you no know, stuff like that. No, sir. Kobe wants it. Kobe, if Kobe yeah. had his ideal world, yeah. it'd be him please, and his men. Hey. Him Kawhi, and his men. Please come here. Yes. I'm going to stay right here, hold the ball. I'm going to let y'all switch. Tony, go. Right, right. This is what I want. Nah, no, no, dying breed, man. Dying breed. I couldn't agree with you more. And that's what the game is about now. And I mean, you know, it just, I guess because it just became so much. It's like they have taken the personal ego thing out of it, and it's all a business. You know what I mean? So where you would say, you know, like you said, Kobe wants Kawhi on him. LeBron wants the best matchup for him. And not just LeBron, because it's not making this about LeBron. Everybody, you know, they want right. the best matchup. And and then, you know, that's why you see in these highlights, you know, uh, the center out there on an island trying to check a Steph Curry or Chris Paul. And like, that's not going to work. Yeah. You know? Um, we already talked about, well, you can talk about the, the Golden State. They got them boys up out of there, uh, quick. Um, the Steve Kerr thing looks like it, it sounds like it's pretty serious. Yeah, must be. I mean, yeah, I, I don't even know what to think of that, that situation. For LeBron um, to be coming out and, and issuing prayers, you know what I mean? To, for an opposing well, LeBron coach. also said he didn't quite know. He was like, man, whatever you have going on with your illness. He's like, he, he didn't really know. He just seen you know, that a guy that's not going to be coaching the game, so it must be something serious. Right. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's something serious. But, I mean, I tell you, boy, Golden State, you, you all we can do is hope that, uh, you know, Kevin can stay healthy and, and work in there. But that that's good basketball, man. That, that when, when they're firing all cylinders and you see where Steph Curry is able to shoot the ball from, <laughs> he's a wizard with the ball and, and and him and the three of them shooting is 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 unreal yeah. it, it is and um you know Port, portland just not enough firepower i mean that, that's what that you can be getting uh, i think at one night it was 75 points they got 75 points from miller to mccullough how many 75 something like that and, and still yeah, wasn't game. enough yeah still wasn't enough Nah, still wasn't enough yeah just overall overall they 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 don't really have enough. Just not, just not enough uh, firepower. Is that all of them in the West? A one? Yes. That that's all of them uh, in the West. Okay, so that's. Then we picked our. Uh, 
Yeah, we picked the series for 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 all of those ones. All right, that's pretty much everything that we had on uh, for the NBA playoffs. What do you think of the first round so far, playoffs wise, DJ? What we've got so far? Um, as, as expected, um, kind of routine. Cleveland sweeps somebody. Golden State sweeps somebody. Um, and then in between, you know, you got some teams who who match up pretty well together, and they'll they'll make it interesting. Uh, you saw Porzingis skip his uh exit interview. Uh, yeah. what the hell is um Phil Jackson doing over there, man? That the the, the if if I'm Porzingis now he's He's cleaned it up PR-wise. You know, somebody's cleaned it up, I should say, because he actually didn't say it. They just released a statement saying that he said this. If I'm Porzingis and I'm, what is he, 19, 20? I don't even know if he's 21. Is he 21? Maybe he's 21 now. And I'm sure growing up in his other country, he's heard about Melo, and he knows Melo, and he sure looks up to Melo. You know, that's that's a guy you've heard about, and and you see Melo, and you say to yourself, if I even have half the good, as good an NBA career as Melo, I'll have been successful. And you see... How Philly's treating him. Mm-hmm. You have to be thinking to yourself, what the hell? Like, I don't want to be here. You, you know, like, I don't, this is how this guy treats. I mean, Phil literally just goes out of his way every single day to say something bad about Carmelo. Yeah. And he takes, he wants to blame everything on Carmelo as if one, he didn't sign Carmelo or as if two, Carmelo put this team together. And it's like Phil has taken none of the blame that he's put together a team that has won absolutely nothing. Um, when Phil's used to Michael, he's used to Kobe. Mm-hmm. He's used to like, the ultimate competitors on both ends of the floor. Um, and Melo's not that. He, he, something he's, he should have known. He had to know already. I mean, not going to the media and saying all this stuff. I mean, yeah, I think, I think Phil's really, really, um, kind of tarnishing, you know, his good name. Mm-hmm. With, with, with some of this stuff. Maybe just as a, as a, front office guy but you're you're not going to tell me dj there's any nba all-star right now who's saying i want in on that not at all not at all (laughs) you know but this depends on just depends on i think phil phil's a smart guy and just it just depends you know he get a guy in the room he just be like well listen this is new york city and you know i love carmelo he's a great talent he just wasn't the type of you know, guy that we need, and you're that type of guy. I mean, you can be swayed, but yeah, I think outside looking in, it does look toxic and something like you you don't want to be a part of. Yeah, no, nah, absolutely. If I'm if I'm Porzingis, like I said, I'm not even from this country, and you see how good of a player Melo is. I don't want it. I, you know, I'm just like I, if that's how they're treating him. How long before they start treating me like that? You know, I mean, Porzingis is now. You know, after the first year, it's wow. You know, you're impressed and you're meeting expectations. The second year. Uh, he kind of quietly didn't have the season everybody was hoping for because he had such a great rookie season. I mean, so what do you say in his third and fourth year if he's not an all-NBA player? You're just going to be like, well, you know, we just thought he was going to be Dirk and he's not. And, you know, he stinks and maybe the best place for him would be somewhere else. <laughs> maybe maybe he's not an NBA player after all. You know what I mean? It's just like, damn. In a few years, in a few years, Porzingis will have the opportunity to, to shop to get out of there. Yeah, and and I'm and I'm willing to bet that he'll be on the first thing smoking out of there. And and I really think as long as you keep Phil and he keeps this act up, New York's gonna find that the list of people dying to come there not gonna be that long. Right. Not that long. All right. Um. That did you have anything, DJ? Nah, about to 
gotta gotta get ready to go play some ball, man. Okay. All right. Well, um, thank you. Oh, you know what? Real quick, one question I had that it came up. It keeps seeing now. Um, John Wall or Gilbert? Hmm. Tough one, right? As far as what? Better, play, as better player. player. They're, they're, they're so different. John's a point. He just had a great scoring year. Mm-hmm. John, John, he also had a great assist year too. Yeah. So, I mean, and John also gonna play defense. Probably John. Yeah, was strictly score. Yeah, he was strictly score, but he was a hell of a score, man. A hell of a score, clutch, but okay, his 29 points, you know, then what John Wall do, like 24, like right, 11. Right, right, like right. Okay. So, John yeah. Wall, I, I feel like John Wall is a more complete player. I, I'll give you that. Yeah. Gilbert was a hell of a player, though. Hell of a score and a big, and a, and a gamesman, you know. Big, and, big, shot, big shot maker, you know. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to. You know, guys who, who can make them shots versus guys who can't make shots, it's kind of, you know, hard to go the other way. But when you do as much as John does, especially, I mean, transitioning, I mean, he finds guys and still finds his way to score. I mean, I'm, 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 impressed, I'm impressed by John. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for everybody who tuned in this week. And, again, make sure you guys check out our sponsor, SNL Heating and Air Conditioning. Um, hit them up on Facebook, like the page. If you need any heating and air conditioning needs, please make sure that you check SNL Heating and Air Conditioning out. And we appreciate everybody from listening in. DJ, I would say good luck to you this weekend, but it looks like you have the fortune of, uh, you know, you you know what? You're going to play Phil Jackson. So let's see what your Phil Jackson uh, GM game is like. And if let's see if you put I if, if you put what type of team you put together. Hey, man. Give me a, give me a hint. Are you gonna go big man, little man? What you what, what what's your formula? Probably definitely gonna need a big. Need a big man. Definitely need a big. You got Jermaine O'Neal out there. You want to stretch? You want a stretch big man or you want a traditional big man? I don't know, bro. I don't uh, know. Okay. I think it's hey, GM. You gonna you gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna have some tainted friendships. <laughs> I, I, I believe bro. it. I'm gonna be interested to see. I think everybody we it's easy to sit back here and laugh at Phil Jackson. Let's see what type of team right. you put together. I'm just gonna leave it up to Island, man. I might gotta throw the gun to him because I don't. No pun intended. I don't. I don't want to have nobody mad at me, man, because I didn't draft him. It was Island's team. I'm just glad he picked me. I, I, I got a funny feeling Allen is going to put all of it on you, and he'll be like, "Go ahead, man. I could care less which one of these players come out here. That's on you, bro." And <laughs> and then when we're out in public, absolutely, man. You gotta ask DJ. DJ the one put this team together. He go. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, man. This is Island's team. He's the face of the whole league. I, I want to see midway through the season if you start giving those Phil Jackson quotes like, you know, so-and-so might just be better somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, maybe he's not as good. I'm not saying he's not a good guy in the community per se, but maybe he's just not cut out for three-on-three basketball. I'm going to be looking for for, the, for those DJ uh, he's GM quotes. better in transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> half court is really not court. his thing. You know, you got to question what he's been doing since he left the league. I, I want, I'm, I'm going to be looking for those DJ quotes because any loss, I'm coming straight to you and I'm asking you, you know, what, what went wrong out there with the team? It just doesn't look constructed properly. Hey, man, Allen put the team together, man. He should have known. Uh-huh. I, I bet. I bet. I hey, got, real, real quick, what are some other former uh, NBA players that you think the fans will, that you've heard that will be joining this that the fans will be can look forward to seeing? Did you hear him? Yeah, um, should I, I heard maybe I thought I heard Jason Williams, maybe I, the, the captains are Jermaine O'Neal, Kenyon, Iverson. Keep going, 
Chauncey Billups, Steven Jackson. Okay. Peyton Mobley, Corey McGetty. Right. Um, Mike Bibby. I think Mike Bibby. I, I, I saw I saw either Bibby or Jason Williams' name, or maybe even both. Def, definitely Jason Williams. Jason Williams. I mean, then you got some 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 coaches. You got um, Dr. J is coaching. I think Clyde Drexler is coaching. Gary Payton, Iceman Gerber. Yeah, big names. I mean, it's gonna be real interesting to see how how some of these names that players that we haven't seen in years, like who who's still in that shape. Yeah. I, I really wonder. I mean, I know you and I see you all the time, and I know you play. I, I just wonder how many people are still in the shape that you are. I heard Stephen Jackson's name, right? Yeah, Steve is Steve. Steve's always Steve been trying to get back in the NBA since he left. He's always been working on it. Okay, just been interested to see how what shape these guys are and what level of basketball and how many pool hammies we're gonna see out there. Some bad yeah, backs. Right. That's man. gonna be interesting, man. All right, thank you everybody. You for let me go get in some shape, man. You said what? You guys gonna let me go get in some shape? All man. right, man. Go 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 out there, DJ. Go do your business. Go get in shape, and we'll catch you uh, sooner than later. All right, bro. Good luck to you. Hey, man, A1, it's all you can be there with us this weekend, brother. We'll enjoy it for you. <laughs> yeah, I'll be up next time. Hit me up next time. Right? <laughs> all right. All right, all later. Right.